Sacramento Kings fans are trying to do their part to get De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis in the All-Star game, even though the NBA fan vote is a complete joke. So I thought, why not do my part as a media member? And I'm going to be joined by Kenny Caraway from ESPN 1320's D'Lo and KC. KC and I are going to make De'Aaron's case for why he deserves to be an NBA All-Star in 2023. It's right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season long today presented by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10 News. And Kenny Caraway has uh, been, been a friend of mine here in Sacramento sports media for the last handful of years. I always appreciate being able to talk hoops or sports in general, or really just life uh, with Kenny. He's an amazing guy, uh, a hooper himself, so amazing basketball knowledge, and also, of course, very well plugged into the Sacramento sports scene. So to talk Kings basketball with him is always a pleasure. Does great stuff for uh, ESPN 1320, also the Return of the Roar. I'm sorry, the uh, uh, J Street Vibes podcast. Uh, one of just many amazing podcasts that you have access to that cover your Sacramento Kings, and I'm so thankful Locked On Kings is a part of that group. So to have Kenny here on Locked On Kings, I thought it was an easy match uh, for the two of us to to start talking about De'Aaron Fox's all-star case, building De'Aaron Fox's all-star case, and also talk about some of the reasons why there are not necessarily conspiracies or anything that significant, but narratives against De'Aaron or narratives that De'Aaron just somehow doesn't seem to be a part of or the respect that De'Aaron doesn't necessarily deserve. Is it because he plays in Sacramento? Is it because his numbers aren't good enough? Is it because he's not flashy enough? Kenny and I will discuss all this and why we not don't just think we know that De'Aaron deserves to represent the Sacramento Kings with DeMontis Sabonis at All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with KC, Kenny Caraway. Kenny Caraway and I have unofficially been hired as the lawyers of De'Aaron Fox to help make his case for the 2023 NBA All-Star Game. Of course, Kenny Caraway, the KC in D'Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. But also, it's been back for a little bit, but we got to talk about it just a little bit. J Street vibes coming back. Yeah. Kenny Caraway, of course, with uh, with my man Jason Jones from The Athletic. KC, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Let's do our best to try and convince some people that need convincing for some reason that De'Aaron Fox belongs in the All-Star game in Salt Lake City. Let's do it, man. The, uh, what, the law firm of, of George and Caraway? Is that what this is? <laughs> I, you know, George is a very, like Matt George is, I've been told is a very lawyer name, which I don't know is a compliment <laughs> or not. So we need the Kenny Caraway name to spice up the law firm a little bit. That's, that, that's what I'm thinking. But it sounds good, man. Sounds good. Let's get at it. But like, so there's different aspects to this conversation to look at. Uh, ultimately, uh, we'll, we'll start with this. Why to you, whether it's a 
purple glasses way of looking at it, a we primarily watch Kings basketball way of looking at it, or a, because I know you pay attention to a lot of basketball, not just in the Western Conference, but period. Why to you is De'Aaron Fox an all-star? Well, it simply comes down to the fact that he, number one, has the numbers to back up his all-star case. You know, the the, the points per game are there. Um, the assists are there enough. You would probably like it a little higher, but it's there enough. And the missing link from all of these De'Aaron Fox seasons in the past is the fact that the Kings are winning basketball games this year. And that's always been the knock on him throughout the past of why he couldn't be an all-star, why he wasn't a legit snub or shouldn't be considered is because you're doing all this. You're averaging 22, 23 points a game, but your team isn't winning. Well, now you're averaging 20, uh, put it at 24. He's 23.9 as we speak. 5.9 assists, that's six assists. So he's basically 24 and six and four and a half rebounds. And your team is fifth in the Western Conference. There are three games above 500. You're help leading them to that record. What more could anybody ask for based on the criteria that they set up for him in the past? So I, I, I don't know what else the fans, the coaches, the media, what else they would want to put him to, to help him get on the all-star team based on the criteria they set before. You know, perusing social media and seeing conversations about Fox, I've seen people bring up the 2020-2021 season, which was his career best season pretty much by a long shot. He averaged 25 points per game. Like you mentioned, he's at 24, so it's not a steep drop-off. He averaged seven assists per game. Right now, if you round up, he's averaging uh, six assists per game. So mm -hmm. his numbers are definitely better two seasons ago. However, I think context is extremely important of – De'Aaron had to be that for the Sacramento Kings to have any remote chance. And again, like you brought up during that time, he still wasn't getting any all-star love because that Sacramento Kings team was not good. And the Kings needed De'Aaron to be that for them to be just simply what they were. Mm -hmm. So when you look at what he's doing right now and you look at the quote-unquote drop-off from the last two seasons, but you see the hike up in wins, to me... I mean, it, it doesn't just cancel itself out or balance itself out. To me, the wins are really what's most important, especially when the drop-off isn't that steep. But mm -hmm. my question is, if De'Aaron Fox, like this scenario, the Sacramento Kings have been winning a lot of games as a team. They've won a lot of games where they've had six or seven players scoring in double figures, which is, is a credit to this roster that Monty McNair has built. De'Aaron Fox mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a 30 points per night score for the Sacramento Kings to win on a nightly basis. But... If he was, if De'Aaron was averaging 30 a night and the rest of the team outside of DeMontis Sabonis was in was lucky to crack 10, 11 points on an inconsistent basis, mm. would that help his case? Like to me, that it doesn't matter as long as the Kings are winning and he's putting up good numbers. Well, this goes back to what we just talked about, Matt. It clearly wouldn't help his case because that was that was what was going on a couple years ago. And every Everybody was like, oh, they're empty stats or, you know, you, you can't do that in a, in a, on a losing team and expect to get on the all-star game and an all-star team. So the criteria and, and mind you, when I say this, there isn't a, a specific committee that has come out and said, this is why De'Aaron Fox had made that. This was just media members speaking, some coaches speaking. So there's no whole definitive criteria. I guess I want to make that perfectly clear as well. But that's what was said. 
you know, in the in the two years preceding this one as to why he couldn't be an All-Star, although he had just as good, if not better numbers than some people that were on the All-Star team. So if that's the criteria you laid out, that's the precedent you set before. Now that he's winning and he's still putting up comparable numbers, like you talked about 2020, 2021, you know, a couple more points per game, one or two more assists. Yeah, it's a little higher, but everybody, like, no way, he's not winning enough basketball games. All right, he's doing the same thing now uh, numbers-wise. Now the record's better. Now he is uh, helping spearhead one of the most exciting teams in the league this year. There's The excuses are gone. As Antonio Tarver asked uh, Roy Jones before he knocked him out, what's going to be your excuse tonight, Roy? <laughs> okay, What's going to be your excuse in this, this year if you don't put him in? He's done everything you've asked him to do. I, don't, I think... Out, by the way, Matt, that was one of my worst sports memories all the time when my man Roy Jones got knocked out by Antonio Tarver. I can't believe it to this day. But this isn't locked on boxing. I apologize. No, we get lucky because we just got the 13th round sneaking into to the Locked on Kings podcast. If you don't know, check out D'Lo and KC. Uh, but, KC, there's been a, a an argue. Well, I, actually, I don't even know if this is an argument or not. Thank God I haven't seen it because it would be a stupid argument, but I think it's worth bringing up. The fact that DeMontis Sabonis is now De'Aaron Fox's teammate and DeMontis Sabonis is putting up the ridiculous numbers that he's putting up. You and I both think Sabonis is a shoe in to make the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. If he's not, it's an absolute like travesty and I'm calling conspiracy theories. I, like, I'm, I'm pulling out every every insult to the NBA in, in my book if, if DeMontis Sabonis isn't somehow an All-Star. Does the fact that Sabonis is here and how important Sabonis is to the uh, to what the Sacramento Kings do? I call DeMontis Sabonis the most important player on the Sacramento Kings, even if I think De'Aaron Fox is the best player. To me, there's a distinct mm-hmm. difference, but Sabonis is the foundation of what the Kings do. Does that in any way, especially with Sabonis being a front court player and De'Aaron being a back court player, and they're completely separate when it comes to All Star voting, does that in any way impact De'Aaron's chances of being an All Star here in Sacramento? Not if you know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you know what you're looking at, if you know the game of basketball, if you understand the dynamics of the Sacramento Kings, that shouldn't weigh in at all. But here's the problem, Matt. Oftentimes, you have even coaches and players. You got media members who should be watching the league as a whole, who really just get fixated on the same seven teams and only really watch them. And they don't understand what's going on. They see DeMontis Sabonis, they see De'Aaron Fox, and they're like, oh, well, you know, clearly DeMontis is the most important. So, you know, Fox is second fiddle. If you understand what you're talking about, you know, that's not the case. You know, they are one and one a like they are uh one of the top duos in the league today you can't have one without the other in my opinion so if you know what you're talking about and you know what you're seeing on a nightly basis or you're actually seeing it on a nightly basis that's another thing or you, you some people don't even watch the sacramento kings on a nightly basis they just look at the numbers and the box scores if you know what you're seeing and you're actually taking the time to watch it then no you you wouldn't you wouldn't feel that way i understand what you're saying though because like I said, there are people who are going to vote for this thing who aren't watching the Kings that closely, that intently. And they're really just watching highlights or hearing what somebody else had to say about the Sacramento Kings instead of seeing the product themselves. And that's a problem. If you're voting on these um, awards, I mean, the, these things are fun for us, you know, as fans or whatever. And and I get all that. Hey, man, these are th- this is the the, you know, not to get too dramatic with it. This is the livelihood of some of these guys. Some of these guys get uh, contract bonuses. Um, they get endorsement bonuses, all this other stuff based on this 
type of selection, an all-star selection. So if you're going to vote for it, in my opinion, take it seriously because you got, you know, the career and, and look, De'Aaron Fox don't make the all-star game. He's not going into the poorhouse. I'm not saying that, but that, that, that is part of his contract and different number of different things. If he can get an all-star appearance, maybe that helps with the shoe contract. Maybe that helps with his NBA contract or an endorsement with, uh, I don't know, a beats by Dre or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Take it seriously. If you have the vote, that's what I always say. Like I said at the top of the show, today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job jobs with their targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their $875 million, or excuse me, million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. It's like having a top NBA scouting department, but for your place of business. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's simplify this a little bit because I know I'm guilty of this. You're guilty of this. We're all guilty of this because it's impossible for us to pay attention to what all 30 teams are doing at any given time, even the most amazing NBA media members or just NBA uh, fans in the league can't keep tabs on everything going on at the same time. So we rely on box scores. We rely on what I call surface level box scores, which is what you see when you open basketball reference or when you open ESPN, you usually get points, you get shooting percentage, you get uh, assists, you get rebounds, steals, like the base box score. And, and typically a lot of decisions about all-star voting and things like that are made on the numbers in that base box score. But for you specifically, when you're paying attention to outside of Kings basketball, when you're watching any of these potential all-stars around the league, what eye test wise are you looking for? And then are there other specific numbers that you really like to pay attention to and look at and go maybe like obscure numbers? Cause there's one obscure number that De'Aaron Fox is either at the top of the league or right towards the top that I'll bring up here in a second, unless you bring it up. Mm-hmm. But what, what are you specifically looking for that influences like, man, this, this, this man's an all-star. You know, I look at, you know, I'm a little old school, right? So I'm looking at the traditional three. I'm looking at your, you know, your points per game, your rebounds and assists and all that factors into what position you play. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to hold against, um, I don't know, CJ McCollum because he, I think he's a candidate. I'm not going to hold against him that he's not averaging eight rebounds a night because he's a guard, right? So, you know, I look at the at the traditional three. I look at the team success. Those are always the first two things for me. And you get a guy like SGA, for instance, who I do believe is an all-star. His team isn't very good. For him to be an all-star, he's got to go above and beyond, which he's done. Like, he's one of the top scorers in the game today. That uh, The way he produces, what he does with what's around him, hey, that tells me he is absolutely one of the top 24 players in this league right now. He's just in a different situation. 
So typically I look at the traditional three, but I really like at the team success. And I look at the story of the team as well. You know, I, maybe that's a media member thing, but, you know, I look at the, the, the King's story is a really good story. I mentioned CJ McCollum, what they're doing in New Orleans. CJ McCollum, I think is average. I don't know if all his stats in front of me, but he's only, I say only, but he's averaging 20 points a game. It's not like he's averaging 25. He's not the leading scorer on that team from everything that I can tell, but they're one of the top teams in the Western Conference. They've had a heck of a first uh, first half of the season so far, and he's a major contributor to what they're doing. So while his numbers might, might not be as good as... Um, Dame Lillard, too, I also have on my all-star team. They're, they're not as good as Dame Lillard's. His impact on that team and on this NBA season so far has been just as important as somebody like Dame Lillard who has better numbers. So, you know, I try to take that, those top three, as a little bit of a, um, a starting point, you know, maybe an, an eye catcher. And then I use that to dive a little deeper into the numbers and see exactly what the story is of the season for that player and that team. And going back to um, my client, De'Aaron Fox, uh, he checks all those boxes. <laughs> okay, the numbers are there. Um, the, the team success is there. The story arc of the season for that team and himself personally is there. He checks all the boxes right now. And for me, for De'Aaron, it's specifically how he influences winning. And the number one thing you can point to is how he's performed in the fourth quarter. And even mm. though like he's coming off of the 22-point fourth quarter in the win in Utah, and, and he put up, I think, like 16 or 18 or something in, in the fourth quarter in the win, was it either against Denver or against Utah in Sacramento? Mm. So fourth quarter De'Aaron Fox is becoming a real thing. But this is not just a, a a recent thing that he started doing. Like he has been at the top, if not leading the league in in clutch shooting percentage mm-hmm. almost since day one. Mm-hmm. Like De'Aaron has been that guy in the fourth quarter that directly influences winning. And when you look at the margin of victory for the Sacramento Kings, sure, we would like the Kings to win more blowouts or have more comfortable victories, but the reality is they're winning a lot of games that are decided by one, two, three, four, five points. De'Aaron's shooting, therefore, in the fourth quarter is essential for those games. So you talk about the success of the Sacramento Kings. Yes, they have more wins, and De'Aaron Fox is directly a part of that. But because you can point to De'Aaron and this number that is close to league leading, if not league leading, as the reason why or one of the primary reasons why. Like Again, if you watch Kings basketball, you'd see, yeah, DeMontis Sabonis is extremely important. And the Kings lead heavily on DeMontis Sabonis for the majority of the game. But when it comes to winning time, the ball's in De'Aaron's hands. And even DeMontis Sabonis has said in the fourth quarter, he goes to De'Aaron Fox and says, I'll do whatever you want. It's your show. If mm-hmm. you need me in the pick and roll, if you need me to get out, tell me what to do. Like DeMontis Sabonis is directly saying that. He's not just standing up for his guy. He's saying this is this is what my responsibility is because De'Aaron Fox is that guy in the fourth quarter. To me, that's what should be influencing voting towards De'Aaron Fox or De'Aaron Fox's case more than the 25 or 26 points per game that he's averaging because – when it comes to winning, when it matters the most, De'Aaron Fox is getting the job done for a team that, like you said, is also a great story. You're spot on, Matt. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. And, you know, it's 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 one of those things, and you mentioned it. That's something that really sticks out to me is his teammates know. His teammates know what time it is. They know when it's fourth quarter, it's De'Aaron Fox's is his show, you know. And that matters to me. That, But that's also something that you got to – you got to see, you know, the Kings a little bit to understand, you know what I mean? And, and the numbers benefit 
Sacramento or De'Aaron Fox in that situation because the numbers are so outstanding. He is at the top in in clutch points um, overall. He is at the top in clutch field goal percentage overall and things of that nature. So those benefit him. But if you watch it and you understand the dynamic, DeMontis Sabonis, for better or for worse, could be having a triple-double light game. Like you just mentioned, fourth quarter, I got I got to look to my guy De'Aaron Fox to bring us on home. You know, Malik Monk does the same thing. Harrison Barnes, all these guys look at five and say, this is your time. Bring us on home, big fella. And he's delivered more times than not. And it's a great point that you make that they've played so many close games, yet they still have a winning record at 20 and 17. And if you combine the fact that they played a lot of close games, they have a winning record, and De'Aaron Fox's clutch numbers, that tells you he is in a major way impacting the wins and losses for this team um, more than people even realize, to be honest with you. So I agree 100% with everything you said about that. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. Uh, if you're a fan of soccer, I hope you enjoyed all the World Cup betting that they had and, of course, all the international soccer uh, betting that you can enjoy. They have it all on betonline.net, including, of course, great lines for Sacramento Kings games and NBA games, period. Now, BetOnline doesn't have a line out yet for tomorrow's Kings and Lakers game. However, the Lakers do play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, and they are two and a half point underdogs at home against Atlanta. So you can bet on that game and more on BetOnline. They have the best lines out there for every single NBA game, plus live in-game betting uh, that gives you great odds as well. ton of fun prop and side bets as well. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on BetOnline. Net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. This is getting a little into the weeds a little bit, and I don't know if this is a problem necessarily that the NBA should even bother trying to solve. But narrative is extremely important, and I'll get into narrative in a second, but also the amount of eyes, the amount of people that are paying attention. And the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox, is instantly at a disadvantage because of the lack of national television attention that the Sacramento Kings get. And I understand, first and foremost, it's about the NBA and national TV companies making money. That's why the Los Angeles Lakers have a million national TV games, because no matter what they draw, and they're in a major market. And I get that. Like, I'm, I'm not naive to that. But at the same time, when this does affect, like you talked about, a livelihood, when this is supposed to be a fair opportunity for everybody to where if you're doing your job and playing well enough to be an all-star, you get that recognition. But if the Kings are on national TV once or twice a season, and sometimes it's after the all-star break has even happened, versus a team like the Los Angeles Lakers, who sure they have LeBron, but they're not a good basketball team, but they're on 17 times. Or I could go back to a couple of years ago when the Pelicans were on national TV every other night just because of Zion, but that team was terrible. Yeah. Like that instantly puts guys like De'Aaron, guys like DeMontis Sabonis, anybody else who's performing in a market like Sacramento at a disadvantage. Do you think the NBA needs to look at that a little bit and and look to try and balance that out? Or, I mean, is the is the dollar sign going to reign supreme and, and that's not even worth complaining about from a Sacramento perspective? I mean, I don't think they're going to look to balance anything out. I think they're going to uh, do what they've always done with that. I think for a lot of the times... Uh, 
look, I, I think you can do some things about it, but I kind of understand ESPN and TNT. Those are tough switches, right? Like you, yeah. you can do it. We've seen it for the Kings. Now we've seen it against the Kings where they lost the ESPN game, but you can do that, you know, maybe a month or two out. So the, the you can do it, but those are a little tougher. I would like to see the NBA utilize NBA TV a little bit more and a little more freely because those aren't games that are um, restricted to like uh, certain time restrictions or whatever. Like the TNT games usually have to be 730, right? So if if the Kings got moved to TNT, they'd have to do some logistics as moving from 7 to 730, all this other stuff. NBA TV, you're just taking the feed of the, the local, the, the team that you're covering or the team that's being broadcasted and putting it on your channel. So if the Sacramento Kings, who weren't scheduled to be on NBA TV as much, are 20 and 17 or 20 and 15 or whatever the case may be, man, take the uh, take the Blazers, you know, off that NBA TV game on Tuesday and throw the Kings game on it. That takes nothing. And I think that's something that the NBA should be aware of and something they should be quicker to make changes about. We see it later in the season, but like you said, that's after the All-Star game has already happened. These are things that you can do as things are going on. Um, you know, the the Pacers and Kings game earlier in the season, that was a game that was, you know, maybe you didn't think much of it going into the season, but three, four weeks into the season, you saw, oh man, these teams are good. Tyrese Halliburton's coming back. Like this is this is gonna be a, a live game. Hey, let's let's throw this on our our um, our, our network or NBA TV or, you know, uh, Suns and Nuggets, that's not really a good game. Let's switch this out or whatever. That's easy. That takes nothing. And I think that is something that they should be a little more forward thinking with before the all-star process. They usually do it later in the season. I understand that, but they should look to do it a little bit before the all-star process to kind of help with notoriety around the league with people that deserve to be seen on these platforms. I brought up narratives earlier, and I think narratives around the league have a massive influence on all-star voting as well. And I'll give you a couple of examples. One I'm okay with, and you've already brought him up, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I'm a huge fan of SGA. I think he's an all-star too. I don't think his circumstance should hold him back just because he's in a situation playing for a team that actively wants to lose so they can get Victor Wimbayama. That's not Shea Gilgis-Alexander's fault. He's still playing like an all-star, so I think he absolutely deserves it. But... We've talked about this before, and I know you've talked about this on D-Lo and KC. Hell, I even I'm guilty of this. Like, there is a romanticized narrative around SGA that De'Aaron Fox doesn't necessarily get. I'll give you another example. A better example that hits closer to home, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm -hmm. Tyrese Halliburton has this romanticized kind of uh, narrative around him, and I get it. Exciting young player. He put a 40-piece up for the, the Indiana Pacers not too long ago. Extremely exciting player. I'd be thrilled if I'm an Indiana Pacers fan to have him. It sucked to lose him from a Sacramento Kings perspective. The Kings got in that trade, someone in DeMontis Sabonis, who is doing only things that Nikola Jokic can do, but that's beside the point. Why is it, or what is it? Is it really that it's because it's Sacramento? It's the Kings that De'Aaron Fox does not get this narrative that we see SGA get, or we see Tyrese Halliburton get, or we see John Morant get. Like There are different players in this league that just get this quick love and praise and attention that influences all-star decisions that De'Aaron Fox seems to not be able to get or hold on to for longer than a week because he's playing in Sacramento. And I'd I, I like to say it's, it's winning-influenced, but he's still not getting it, and the Kings are winning right now. 
I don't know what it is, Matt. I really don't know what it is. It seems like a nice enough young man. You know what I mean? He's, he seems respectful when people are around him. He seems like a, a good guy. We see what he could do on the court. I don't know what it is exactly. And maybe it is Sacramento because I know some people were in tune with Tyrese Halliburton while he was here, but they didn't talk about him like this while he was in Sacramento. He goes to Indiana and all of a sudden he, he is the, the next coming. You know what I mean? So maybe it is Sacramento. Maybe it is a situation where they haven't won in so long. You know, people are so used to just thinking the roster is no good. Um, but I always felt DeMarcus Cousins got a lot of love around the league. So I don't know what it is specifically about De'Aaron Fox. Um, I don't know. I wish I had a better answer, but I don't know. I think about it often and think about why he doesn't get the respect or the love that he deserves with his his play and with his style of play, really. I think he has a fun style. Like It's not like Andre Miller where he's a 6'4 guard backing people down where it isn't um, you know, pleasing to the eyes. He's he's getting well this year specifically. He's getting up in the air. He's throwing down dunks. You know he's crossing people over. He's making you know these great plays out there. It should be something that um, that should be you know something that catches the attention of a lot of people. But for whatever reason, it's not. All he can do is continue to play the way he has played and try to force these guys to look at him by winning games. And eventually, we talked about national TV games. Well, all the all the playoff games are national TV. So if you can get there, you'll get your national TV exposure that way. I'm glad you brought up dunks because that was something that that I've used not as a defense for De'Aaron's narrative or, or lack of attention, but it was something that I pointed to. Of like when you compare De'Aaron Fox to John Morant, like you see these clips of what John Morant is doing all the time, or I mean, insert athletic guard here. Like you, you see so many clips of what these guards are doing and De'Aaron's capable of that, but he doesn't do it all the time. But at the same time, the other night against Atlanta, he had one of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen mm. uh, him throw down in the fourth quarter. And outside of Sacramento, that didn't circulate. And I'd like, and, and, and I'm not naive enough to believe that had the Kings won that game, it would have circulated more. It just doesn't. I mean, I go back to De'Aaron's was it, sophomore season when he had the tip dunk game winner in Miami. And that yeah. got traction for maybe 24 hours. Like it, yeah. it, it's so it's inconsistent. I think is the the frustration with me. But one of the last things that I, I want to talk about with you, Kenny, this doesn't influence this All Star game because we're talking about after the All Star break, which you just talked about playoffs being nationally televised. If the Sacramento Kings make it, like you said, people are going to be paying attention, and be, it becomes you. You've said something repeatedly on D'Lo and KC that I think is absolutely correct, and and if people don't think about it, they might roll their eyes at it. But you said that the Sacramento Kings are one of the more relevant teams in the NBA, and I agree with you completely because this the the fact that the Kings have sucked for so long makes them relevant. Because mm -hmm. if they get there, like I've thought about this. If the Kings make the playoffs, I shouldn't say win, in my opinion, the Kings make the playoffs, there are going to be so many media members, so many national NBA members coming to Sacramento to cover the Kings' return to the playoffs. It's become mm -hmm. a national story the same way, to a lesser extent, that when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series for the first time in literally mm -hmm. 100 years. like That was a massive story that nationally everybody talked about. It's, I think it would be close to the same thing to some extent for the Sacramento Kings. So. De'Aaron Fox gets that stage 
I don't think there's any way that he doesn't capture the attention the same way John Morant captured everybody's attention when he had that performance in the play-in a couple of years ago. So is that really what it's going to take? Like, if he makes the All-Star game or doesn't this year, whatever, him making the playoffs will cement his legacy as an NBA All-Star if he gets that stage. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um uh, this the big one of not the biggest one of the biggest stories in the league this year is if the Kings make the playoffs. You know that I'm telling you right now there'll be you know drone shots shown on NBA Today and Sports Center of Doko and all the people out there gathering to watch. You know they'll be talking about the crowd and how electric it is and 16 years these fans are so good they've been waiting and da 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 da. It's going to be one of the bigger stories of the postseason if the Kings can get there. And with that comes the actual games and the people who are going to be part of those games. And that's where DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox and the Malik Monk come into play because all the crowd shots that you talk about, like, you know, they make a shot and the crowd goes crazy. And, oh, it looks like Arco out there. I'm getting vibes of 2002 Lakers, Kings, all this. That's going to be because De'Aaron Fox made a jump shot or De'Aaron Fox got a jump, a, a dunk on a fast break or something like that. So just by virtue of the story, we talked about narratives in a negative way. This is probably a positive for the Kings, the narrative of them not being a playoff team for so long. Just by virtue of that, Fox is going to be in a bunch of highlights. He's going to be in the spotlight uh, for that first game back at the go- at the Golden One Center. You know, De'Aaron Fox is going to be there. You're going to see how they erupt when he's uh, coming down the, the 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 lane and on a fast break, and people rise and all this other stuff. So it's going to be a certain level of exposure that is probably is probably different than you know. Paul George being in the playoffs because it's just the Clippers and they're in the playoffs again or whatever the case may be. This is going to be a narrative that'll benefit De'Aaron Fox in that respect. Well, Casey, I think we've uh, we've done our job as good of a job as we can to making a case for for De'Aaron to be in the All Star game. The Kings will definitely have one. Like Sabonis will definitely be there, but De'Aaron deserves to be there. Uh, right next to him, and you got me daydreaming now about like a, a De'Aaron Fox 16-point fourth quarter in the playoffs. There's oh no God. way anybody could ignore that. And you know he'd be ready for it. You know he'd step yeah. up and be ready for it. Man, I hope we get that opportunity to see that. So, KC, I appreciate you. All the work that you do, not just on D'Lo and KC every day, which you got to get off and go prepare for right now, but uh, the work that you do on, on J Street Vibes and, of course, appearing on different podcasts like Locked on Kings. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm glad our law firm is going strong, uh, <laughs> and hopefully our client, De'Aaron, is uh, is happy, even if uh, one of the two of us sometimes uh, bothers him on Twitter. <laughs> I think he has fun with that, by the way. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Shout out KC for making the time here during his busy schedule to join me on the Lockdown Kings podcast. I always appreciate having him on, and hopefully we did a good job making a case for De'Aaron Fox uh, in the 2023 All-Star game. If you want to add to our law firm, if you want to add to why De'Aaron deserves to be an All-Star, please feel free to respond. Uh, You can also share with us why you think De'Aaron doesn't get the narrative or or anything that you want to talk about in regards to the Sacramento Kings, send that to us at Matt George Sack on Twitter. You can email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com, or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. 
I will be at the Kings and Lakers game tomorrow night at the Golden One Center. Always a good time when the Lakers come to town. If you're going to that game, let me know. We'd love to chat with you and say hi before the game starts. And we'll be back to our post-game pods. I know I haven't done any post-game pods over the last couple of games. We'll be back to that. I'll be doing it from the arena. Uh, and hopefully I'll be uh, doing a post-game pod after a Kings win. Like I said on the last podcast, the Kings loss to the Atlanta Hawks was their one excused loss during this homestand. They have to handle their business over these final four games. It starts tomorrow night with the Los Angeles Lakers. Appreciate your support. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.